Are you a consultant or coach and know it's important to build your brand, but honestly have no clue on what that even means? Is it about a logo, a tagline? Listen in to today's episode of the Enough Ready Podcast to discover what exactly is a brand and why it matters. And by the way, welcome to the Enough Ready Podcast. This is the place for finding the courage to turn your unique strengths, perspective, and experience into a profitable, purpose-driven consulting or coaching business. I'm your host, Betsy Jordan, and today I'm starting a brand new series called Brand You, and I'm so excited about it. My hope is, is by the end of this series, you're gonna get big boosts of clarity on exactly what makes you unique, how you can stand out in the marketplace, and use your natural strengths to magnetically attract clients. The other thing I hope you get from this series is insight into what it practically looks like to actually monetize what you love to do and have a business that actually supports your purpose and profit priorities. So for me, branding, it's not just some sort of marketing exercise. Really, it's all about identity and reflecting your authentic self to the world, which is literally the single most courageous thing that anyone could do. Carl Jung once said that the privilege of a lifetime is to become who you truly are. But branding, when done right, takes that a step further where I would say the privilege of a lifetime is to become and express who you truly are and the value that you can uniquely offer to the world. So this journey starts today with this foundational episode where we're gonna explore exactly what is a brand and why it's important to your consulting or coaching business. So let's get started. So let's talk about what is a brand. Let's define it. And I'm gonna help define it by establishing what a brand is not. So a brand is not synonymous or the same as a logo, a tagline, or trademark. Now, all of those things might be a part of your brand or expression of your brand, but they're not your brand. So anytime you go on a marketing agency and they say, hey, we're gonna build your brand by helping you with a logo or some sort of identity package, that's actually just one small part. That's not the whole thing. The other thing that it's not, that a lot of consultants and coaches, we are super guilty of this, is we think it's about our mission, you know, things that we want to create in the world, our idealism, you know, the things that we want. And those are all a part of it, again, but it's not everything. It's also not our stance or our beliefs around leadership. So like to me, a mission is more like, um, you know, vision you might have for healthy organizations. Your stance is that leadership is the key to it. You know, so great culture, start with great leadership or something along those lines. So that's your belief system. Um, now, that is a part and expression, again, of your brand, but it's not the whole thing. But one thing is for sure, it's not about your unique five-step methodology, again, expression, but it's not all about it. It's These are all aspects of maybe your brand. Your brand, ultimately, at its core, is about a promise. It is a promise that is made and consistently delivered. So I want you to imagine like a seesaw. You know, where you picture at the fulcrum of the seesaw that everything at the foundational element of your promise is this promise of value and transformation. So that's at the core, the foundation. And then on two sides of the seesaw that have to be equal is what you might do in your marketing, which is you make a promise, And then you, on the other side, deliver your promise. So it's all about this promise and this consistency around 
what you're actually putting out there and saying, okay, client, this is what I can do for you. This is what I can create for you. It's not about me and talking about, you know, I'm a coach or I'm a consultant and this is what my methodology is. It's about what value I'm creating for somebody else. That's the promise. The other thing about a brand is it's both rational and emotional. So there's rational elements of your brand in terms of that promise, like tangibly, what are you gonna do for your client and what value are you gonna offer? What's your credibility or source of authority? And how are you different? Those are rational things that you wanna put in your brand promise. But there's also this emotional side of your brand. It's all about your personality and how working with you will make a client feel. Your brand is also, as part of this promise, is what you wanna be known for and who you wanna be known by. So let me give you an example, my favorite branding example. I always talk about this. I've been teaching about branding for years and I always use these two companies to help describe a brand. And I like to use Target and Walmart because they are literally in the exact same business. So they're sort of like these big box retailers, but they have very different brands because they're going after very different audiences. Target as a business is really going after probably more middle, upper middle class type of people who are looking for a bargain, but they're still fashion conscious, trend conscious. So Target offers that value proposition to them is you can get that that fashion, you can get those trends, but you can get at a lower price. Walmart, on the other hand, is going after more of a budget conscious, everyday person, you know, so more of like that everyman. And so Walmart's promise is that they're gonna get the lowest prices. Now these are both equally well done brands because it's very clear on who they serve, it's very clear on the value, and it all comes across in how the stores are laid out and what it looks like. So there's a lot of benefits to Target and Walmart having their brand so clear. They know how to attract the right audience, their messages are clear, their advertising is clear, and then the experience is clearer, and then they're able to scale up their businesses. But let's talk about it from a standpoint of a consultant or coach. You know, what's the difference? Like, why would we want to invest in brand building? You know, number one is having a strong consultant and coaching brand allows you to increase client awareness. So meaning when you get known for something, it's easier to attract the right people. And it's also easier for the people who are going to refer you to those people to know how and when to refer you. So that's a huge value is when you have a brand that's super clear, you can get your marketing done much more effectively and it actually reduces marketing costs and time, which is a huge benefit because many consultants and coaches that I know are not big fans of marketing. So if you wanna maximize your marketing time, work on your brand. The other huge benefit of having a brand and a clear brand is the perceived quality. So here's why this is so important is when you have a very clear, consistent brand, you are perceived as more competent. The quality of your results are going to be looked at in a very different way. So it's going to help you land clients, but as importantly, get more of those premium fees. So you're not going to look at if you were going to go to, let's say, McDonald's, that you would not expect to pay Ruth Chris prices. But if you go to Ruth Chris and everything looks amazing, and then you get this really expensive steak, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. It's about that price value. So it's important from that standpoint. The other thing about a clear brand is that 
you can increase your actual client loyalty. So you get repeat clients. You get that all important intent to repeat and recommend type of thing. So you deliver your promises. So you make a really great promise. You deliver those promises. Voila, you have raving client fans who are gonna work with you again. And they're gonna tell everybody else about you, which makes all of that marketing, again, so much easier and those higher fees. So all of this works together. But let me tell you, the biggest benefit is you get to avoid what I would say is the Kmart syndrome. So I I mentioned Target and Walmart, they're really well branded. But Kmart, I don't even know if Kmart is still around. But you think about it is they don't have a brand. You have no earthly idea who they're going after. And it shows they have inconsistent results. I don't even think they're around anymore. I've been teaching this for so long. I haven't even double checked to see if Kmart is still actually around. So Kmart is definitely a, a cautionary tale, but that happens to consultants and coaches all the time. You know, you don't have a website or it's kind of schlocky and that's how you're perceived as the Kmart. Okay, so this brings me to my third and very, very critical, important point about branding. The fact is clients will position consultants and coaches. You, We, we think that we're creating the brand, but we don't. The clients create the brand because it's all based on how they perceive us. So you're going to have a brand, whether you do branding work or not. And so you have to choose if you want to take charge of that brand image because you're going to have one anyway. So just, you know, just saying it takes seven touch points for a client to know, like, and trust you before they hire you. And those touch points influence how they perceive you. So even if you decide, you know what, Betsy, I don't really have time to waste on, you know, doing a website or really investing money in that or really working on content, it doesn't really matter. I get a ton of referrals. People are coming to me and I'm always getting recommendations like, you know what, that's great, but you have no idea what kind of money you're leaving on the table. So let me tell you about the touch points with a client referral. So let's say this happens. A colleague refers you to a potential client, but you know what the client's going to do? They're going to check out your social media site, especially LinkedIn, and they're going to look for recommendations. They're going to look to see who's in your network, and then they're going to go check out your website. They're going to read your testimonials, your case studies, your content, and if you have it, and then, so this, now we're at like touch point number four-ish, the client will email you and set up an intro call with you. Then you're going to reply to the intro call. You're going to schedule the meeting. You're going to have the free intro call, and then you're going to create and present an offer all of this is influencing how the client is going to see you. So imagine if you didn't have a website or your LinkedIn profile was kind of like, eh, you know, there's not a lot on there. What's going to happen? The client will refer you. Maybe your intro call is, you know, just something that's real quick, you know, not a lot, a lot of um, professional setup, that type of thing. And your offer is like a statement of work that's going to influence how the client sees you. They've already positioned you in their own in their mind because of how you're showing up for them. Let's think about the touch points with a client that doesn't come from a referral. So let's say a client has a need and looks online for a solution and they find you. Let's say you do actually have a website and you got a ton of content on there. So they find you, they consume your content and your content just attracts their attention and they love it. Then they find you on social media and oh my gosh, your social media profile looks amazing and they follow you. They check out your website, they read your testimonials, they sign up for your lead magnet if you have it, you consume that in your regular newsletter. Then when they're ready to act on what you have to offer, they schedule the call you have that offer that is amazing with the pricing and all of that. So 
I'm using both of these examples of a client who comes from a referral and I'm making it kind of negative and the other one where the client who doesn't come from a referral making it positive. But either way, I'm just trying to state the point is that all of these touch points influence how a client will see you. So not having a website or one with an unimpressive design communicates your brand. Having a website that not having a website at all, that definitely communicates your brand or only getting work as a subcontractor or using a pricing strategy that puts you in a paid for time type of model that all communicates something to your future clients and your current clients. So again, it's a fact. Your clients will position you whether you do the branding work or not. And if you have an unclear brand, you're leaving a ton of money on the table and you're definitely creating some barriers for potential clients to work with you and pay you, pay you what you're worth. I love this quote from Casey Brown. She is a pricing expert and I love this quote. I've used this a million times and I will probably continue to use it a million times because it's so good. But she says, no one will ever pay you what you're worth. They'll only pay you what they think you're worth and you control their thinking. And how do you control their thinking? Through taking charge of your brand. So creating a breakthrough brand isn't about mindset. It's not even about creativity. It's a consequence of discipline strategy. And it's about shaping thinking around who you are, the value that you can create, and what you're worth. And so you want to take charge of that because you want to be able to shape future clients' thinking. So let's recap what we just discussed. Number one, your brand is a promise that you make and consistently deliver. That is what a brand is. It is a promise that is conveyed through your copy, through your logo, through your visual design, through your content, and it's delivered through your actual consulting and coaching experience. And the more aligned this this making a promise and delivering the promise is the better off and the stronger your brand will be. So why do you need a brand? Actually, that's not even the right question. It's why do you need to take charge of your brand? That's the question. And it's because you want to shape thinking of your potential clients on who you are, the value you bring, and your worth as this influences the types of clients you'll get, how you're seen, and how you're paid. So that's why you need to take charge of your brand, not have a brand, you have one. It's just taking charge of it. So are you ready to take charge of your brand? Here's what I want you to do. I'm assuming you're gonna say, yes, Betsy, for sure. So here's what I want you to do. Number one, I want you to audit all the touch points along your entire client's journey with you. So I want you to imagine your client is out there somewhere and they're just becoming aware of you for the first time. How do they become aware of you? What is the methodology that they have? Is it because somebody is raving about you? Is it because you were signing up for an RFP? You know, something along those lines, like how do they find out about you? And then think about the next ones. Like, what does your online image look like? Which social media sites are they checking out? And what do they find when they get there? Um, what's your website look like? For sure, that's a huge one. What does your website look like? What does the copy communicate? 
What are the calls to action on your website? What happens afterwards? You know, what are you portraying from your image? Then what are you actually doing with those clients? You know, what's your intro call setup situation like? Do you have an online calendar? Do you go back and forth? Like, how does that happen? You know, and then take a look at your proposals. Like, what do they look like? Are they proposals or are they statements of work? I'm a big fan of what I call partnership setup. I don't talk about contracts at all, like contracting or that type of thing. I always talk about partnership setup. So I like to set up my relationship with my clients, not just the transaction with a client. So I have proposals towards that end. Everything's about the partnership. So take a look at yours and what are you communicating and what are you communicating about your value? Also look at your pricing strategy. That's another part of your, your brand image. What are you pricing and how are you pricing it? So look at all of those touch points, you know, and what are you communicating about your brand and is it what you want it to be? And don't forget to look at your delivery, how you close up a client engagement, look at everything in that entire journey and see, is this matching what the promises that you want to be making to your clients. And if your brand isn't communicating that promise that you want to have, make sure if you're trying to fix it, take a holistic approach. So what I mean by that is don't just like get a new logo, you know, or just get some new design here and ignore your copy or ignore the strategy. You need the strategy, the copy design to all work together. Everything needs to be consistent. Everything needs to be aligned. They all need to match with one another in order to have that cohesive, high quality brand image. So work on it in a more holistic type of way. That will give you better results because if you just change one thing, it might look a little bit weird. So it's, this is one of the big reasons why for me, I have been doing this brand building for a long time. So I've been doing brand positioning and mentoring for years and years and years. And over the past couple of years, I have added more creative partners to my process. So I've added graphic designers and web designers, and I've added copywriters because of the need for all of this to be cohesive. And it's really hard where my clients were working with me on the strategy, and then they go off somewhere else to get help with their copy and their and their design. And it's like everything didn't match. So I needed to bring it all together so that I could personally guide that whole process. So I tease out all of those messages and what the strategy is. And then I work with my clients and my team to make sure that the design matches the essence of my client's personality and who they are. Like we kind of, we work off of templates because we want to make efficiency go on. You know, because we don't want to reinvent the wheel. Like there's certain templates that we work off of, but every template is customized to the personality of my client and who their clients are. And then I work with amazing copywriters to make sure that the strategy is turned into like compelling words. So we work on the messaging, but we also work on the copy so that the copy resonates. It, you know, it opens hearts, minds, and wallets, right? So what we do is do that, but I make sure that the copy and design work together. Now you can go over to my website at www.betsyjordan.com um, and remember Jordan's with a Y.com slash portfolio. And you could see some of the sites that we've built. We've just launched several sites recently who aren't even necessarily in that portfolio yet. And it's such a cool process for me. I absolutely adore being able to see my clients and what they want to create in their, their business and creating the world like manifested is so powerful. 
And then the last thing I would suggest you do to take action is really pay attention to where you might have like some sort of sneaky resistance to this whole brand building thing. You know, underneath it, a lot of times it's just those fears, you know, all the sneaky fears that I talk about on this podcast, the imposter syndrome, the money fears, you know, that fear of being seen and all of that. But there's another thing that is really sneaky that a lot of people don't see is when I get into a lot of resistance with the brand building, a lot of times it's simply because we're building the wrong business. Like we're building a business that like, yeah, it makes sense. It should be profitable, but we don't really love it. You know, so it's, this is why having like a mentor like me is really important, but this is where getting connection from other people can help. You know, so like one of the things I'm going to be doing over the next couple months, I'm so excited about this, is I am doing a new approach to my branding I'm going to still work with people one-on-one because, you know, I just love that brand whispering stuff that I do. But I also want to create a brand breakthrough mastermind experience. So what I want to do is bring together a small group of consultants and coaches and take them collectively through the process of clarifying and building their breakthrough brand and their messaging. And why I want to do it is some of it is, is that it would be great to have, um, you know, more people that you could test and validate ideas from, you know, beyond just me. You know, it's like, it's almost like you could have your mini like market right there where you could say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. I've done this in the past and that's super powerful. Um, Definitely having that um, for me, I love the idea of being able to help more people because I could reduce the per person fees since it's a group. But what I really love when you bring a community of these types of people together is the support that they offer one another. And every mastermind group that I've run, that would be the number one. You know, one of the things that's super hard after you leave corporate and you start your own business or you leave your nine to five is you're by yourself. You know, you don't have people who are going through the same thing you are like, yes, your friends are great. Your loved ones are awesome, you know, most of the time. You know, but they don't get it. They don't get what you're going through. They don't understand what it's like to step outside your comfort zone and and really just be in the arena, as Brene Brown would say. So that's the other power of bringing a group together, especially around the brand building, because it's just so vulnerable. So I'm going to be sharing a lot more about this program. I can keep going on and on because I'm super excited about it. But if I have piqued your interest, I don't even have my my page, my sign up page yet. Um, I'm working on it now and I'm so excited about it. But if you don't want to wait and you just want to hear more, just drop me an email at Betsy at BetsyJordan.com and I'll tell you all about it. And definitely stay tuned for next week. I'm going to continue this brand new series and I'm going to be sharing with you specifically next next week about the four parts of a breakthrough brand. So I want to take this concept of branding and I want to break it down to a little bit more specific detail so that you can be more evaluative around, you know, where you can work on building your brand effectiveness. So hit subscribe now or wherever you're listening to this podcast so you don't miss out on these actionable ideas on how to strengthen and improve your brand perception. And until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in. If today's episode lit a fire in you, please rate and review Enough Already on Apple Podcasts or subscribe wherever you listen. And if you're looking for your next step, visit me on my website at BetsyJordan.com and it's Betsy Jordan with a Y and you'll learn all about our end-to-end services that are custom designed to accelerate your success. Don't wait, start today.